What community sounds like? Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show, B Cups. B Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. craft beer friends and welcome to season six episode 10 of tap the craft podcast i am denny loose coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft the wells bro from tampa florida mr chris mckenzie how are you doing on this cyber monday and what is in your glass well i am doing fantastic because i didn't spend a bunch of money online <laughs> this, this today Good. More, or at least more than usual. Um, but in my glass tonight, I actually have some homebrew in my mm. glass tonight that uh, that I made a couple of weeks ago, and it was ready for Thanksgiving. So we're oh. drinking a, an amber ale with local Florida honey, which uh, I've made before, and it still tastes the same. It's very consistent. I'm yeah. very happy with this one. Yeah, I remember you, this yeah. is like when the first homebrews you made, right? Was mm, the Yeah. Amber? Yep. It was... Um, you know, now that we're kegging it, we're using, not not having to bottle all this stuff. You know, it's ready in a couple of days after it's done fermenting, and it's nice and carbonated, and we got it dialed in, and we're uh, we're we're good to go. All right, that's awesome. I'm glad you finally got your your cooler emptied out enough to put some kegs in there to, and and some uh, carboys. Well, I didn't buy anything today, but I did buy another mini fridge the other day. <laughs> all right. Where we're brewing another beer for Christmas, so okay. that's that. Got to we're gonna brew a milk stout for Christmas. Well, you know what? A mini fridge is a good purchase. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you can. It, it's nice to have a little extra fridge, and and uh, yeah, just you can put it inside, easy access. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, have I to may... uh, strain your back, you know, bending into the cooler. Yeah, I may or may not be cutting a hole in the top of it so I can uh, put a tap tower on it. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the uh, the the, the new mini chest? fridge no the mini fridge if oh, i was going to do it on the chest i'd build a keezer and put taps on the front oh yeah but you know that might happen yeah it yeah. might nice so what about you denny how are you doing this evening and tell me what's in your glass i'm doing well i'm doing well i also i didn't i didn't spend anything on black friday nor cyber monday i haven't bought anything i'm not much of a go out there and spend all my money just because there's some sales going on. Uh, but I, you know, but I'm doing, but, but that's okay because Sarah spent enough money for like your family <laughs> and my family. All together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she went a little crazy on black Friday, but you know what? I let her go crazy on one day a year. Uh, but she didn't go, I mean, she didn't go too crazy, but she spent more than I had planned for her to spend. I thought she was going to spend a couple hundred, but she's, she probably spent over between five hundred and seven hundred dollars, uh, which I guess isn't that bad, but she says all the Christmas is done, so that's good. That's good news. There's no more. She's 
Not supposed to spend any more money uh, for hmm. the rest of the year. Well, right. it sounds like you got off cheap. Uh, a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine, messaged me today and said, "Hey, I got my credit card bill, and we already did our Christmas shopping. It was over four thousand mm. mm. And I went, "How did you do that?" And he goes, "Well, I'm not entirely sure, but <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> it's significant." Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're buying bigger stuff, it can go pretty quick. Like right? if you buy a computer and some, uh, you know, some electronics, a TV. I mean, that stuff, that, that can add up pretty quick. Or if you buy, like, one single Apple computer. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, one Mac or Mac <laughs> Pro or whatever. Yeah, those, uh, which, you know, we're we're kind of are in the need to have a new laptop computer. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've been looking, you know, kind of getting a price and seeing, you know, I don't want to get something too cheap because I don't want to have the, you know, always, like, Sarah's really picky when it comes mm-hmm. to, she, when she turns that thing on, she wants to be able to access stuff right away. She doesn't want to, have to wait for things to finish loading and all that. So she's, she usually like turns the laptop on and she's trying to type, open her, her, her uh, Chrome browser or whatever and trying mm-hmm. to find stuff. And she says, it's not loading. It's not loading. It's what's going on. It's like, sweetheart, it's coming out of sleep mode, right? It's loading stuff in the background. It's, you know, it's give it some time. Signals she's, from space. Yeah. She's <laughs> just not patient. So. I've been seeing these commercials on these Chromebooks that they say, you know, instant access, good battery life. I have you know. them. Is I have it, them at work. Do, yeah, do, do I, they work okay? I use them for our staff at work. Uh, I have two of them, um, and it's um, it's a convertible, so like the screen will fold completely around, uh-huh. so you can use it as a tablet, like a tablet, yeah, and everything. Um, and for what we use it for, I mean, we don't we don't demand a ton of power out of them, but uh, I mean, it's it's consistent. You open the uh, you open the screen couple seconds it's up and running you sign in with your gmail account and mm-hmm. it logs you in so I, i'm able to have what we do with all of our staff is we give them all a a gmail email address you know something simple with their mm-hmm. name um and then they can log into all of our computers that way so they log into the laptops and then, then we we can kind of look at who's logging in on what and who's doing okay things like that. but yeah it um it works out really well they're simple they're I think the ones I bought were like two eighty. Yeah, they, were, they weren't expensive. Yeah, they're reasonably priced. And if if the commercials are true and they are like fast, like instant on and and able to do stuff, I might just have to get Sarah one of those because most of the time she's on the computer to go to websites to log in for her work email and to you know uh, do our grocery shopping list and stuff like that. So she, that's what she uses it most of the time and and get on there and you know search Amazon. As long as she can get on Amazon, that's uh, you know that's what she needs. Yeah, I, I'm really happy with them. Um, and I know that the boarding school where I used to work, they ended up purchase like a year or two before I left. They ended up purchasing a couple hundred of them uh, just for for the students to use. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I, at least I I have someone that actually uh, has used them and says uh, good things. So I I won't feel so bad if I pick one up for. Her. And this has been our Tech Talk episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tech yeah. Talk segment. <laughs> well, let me get back in the beer then. I am drinking a beer. I've, I've been drinking a couple beers before we got started. I actually got home a little early because we had some snow today, and Sarah didn't want me to drive my car, so I had to drive her to work. Mm-hmm. Well, if I drive her to work, that means I've got to come pick her up. And she gets off at 4, and I don't get usually get home until 6, so I got to leave work early to go pick her up, so... Uh, I, I was ready to go. So I started, you know, I started drinking beer, you know, what else do you do when you're home? Not working. So I, I drank a couple of lagers and now I am drinking 
Uh, it, it's it's definitely holiday season because I'm drinking some holiday beer. This is Anchor Brewing's annual Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, our special ale 2019 version. And uh, I got a six pack of this, and I think I'm I haven't. I, this is my first one today, but I think I drank three already. This is I think I have this one and two more left in the six pack. But uh, I love this beer. I it's a little bit different every year, but it never fails to be a really tasty, great multi, uh, you know, beer. And I'm I'm really enjoying it. And it's like nine percent ABV too. So nice. you start to feel good after you drink a couple. Yeah, I bet. Uh, can you get this in Tampa? Anchor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So uh, you, I was actually I stopped at a, a beer store today. I had a, an appointment way way out east or way out west. Uh, from Tampa, it was almost an hour drive to get out there, mm. and uh, there was a, an ABC liquor store. So I decided to stop in there because uh, I wanted to get a bottle of um, crap, <laughs> Bourbon <laughs> County. There we go. <clears throat> I wanted to get a bottle of Bourbon County uh, okay. just to go with the extra couple that I have in the fridge, just to just to know, round maybe, it out. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll ha- instead of a two <laughs> two year vertical, let's have a three year vertical. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But then. You know, after I got home and to go with the tacos that we had, I know it's a day early. It's not Taco Tuesday. It's not Taco Tuesday yet. Come on, man. It's Taco Tuesday Eve. All right, back <laughs> off. <laughs> um, but I had poured myself a, a, a Crown Royal and ginger ale. Oh, wow. Um, I had one of those with, with dinner. Well, okay, I had two of those with dinner. Whoa, so, nice. And then got this nice light 5.5% beer, and we're ready to go for the year. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to kind of. You know, you you did the big stuff early. Now you got to calm down and just, you know, rest of the night just ease in with some of the lighter, yep. lighter alcohol beers for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get on. We, we we had some tech talk, we had some holiday talk, some shopping talk, uh, but let's get into some beer talk. But before we do that, I like to always kind of just tell any new listener we have what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are a educational podcasts. Uh, we like to focus around celebrating everything about craft beer because we want to help all of our listeners along in their craft beer journeys, get you out there trying all kinds of new beer styles and such. And in this episode uh, is going to be a, a good one. We're going to finish up our history of beer, the last part. Um, and you're listening to episode 140, recording on Monday, Cyber Monday, December 2nd, 2019. And like I already mentioned, uh, we're going to finish up our history talk on, on beer uh, from 1850 to present day. Now, present day, uh, we're stopping at 2000. So there's actually like 19 years of change that we, we're not going to talk about, uh, which is okay because pretty much at, you know, 2000, uh, all kinds of styles that we've already mentioned are already being brewed in the, in the States, right? And there, there's some new ones that we talk about all the time, like the Hazy IPA and, uh, you know, some different sours and but most of the styles are ones that we already talk about in the history and of course you can count on chris and i having some great conversation along the way and let's get this conversation rolling with finding out what our listeners have been drinking on untapped all right and, so we're and, gonna go ahead and refresh the screen just okay there should be some good stuff right because people are coming off of their holiday they probably have some good beer they need to drink well, it up the the most recent one I have is from an hour ago, so it's not uh, as not as recent as we normally would do. And okay. then, <clears throat> um, it's a short list today. That's okay. 
That's okay. If you need to, one... you can go. If you need to, you can go into uh, Thanksgiving Day and find out what people drink on Thanksgiving. Ooh, we'll have to go back a little further. <laughs> Wait, what day is today? It's Monday, so I'd have to go back a few days. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back that far, but I might. I might catch in. I might go a little further than 24 hours. Okay, we'll start with you, Denny. Oh, wow! Yeah. I'm the early, I'm the first one. <laughs> well, I mean, from yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you you were. Yeah, we're going to start with you. Um, let's go ahead and start with your Saison de Zion yes. from, uh, from Nomad Brewing Company. You're having that at the Bat Cave. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's your house. Uh, <laughs> you wrote, in, I'm enjoying the Saison, the Zatar spices. Yeah. Uh, have a pronounced flavor, but I like it. Well done. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah. So four this caps is. caps on that one. Yeah, four caps. And this is an Israeli beer. So my buddy Alex. Uh, he is was in town for Thanksgiving. He's he's my Israeli one of my Israeli buddies. Uh, he came back for Thanksgiving to see you know us and some other friends, and we went to Black Friday Beer Festival, which we'll talk about in a, in a little bit. And then we went out again on Saturday uh, to go do some some brew crawling uh, and and try out some of the breweries I haven't really visited much, uh, you know, and, and which was fun. And he brought me uh, three beers from Israel. And this is the first one. I, I haven't tried the other two yet. This is the first one. I had it yesterday, and he he warned me that it's a saison, but the spices are are really strong, and the, the zatar zatar uh, spices are um, an Israeli or Mediterranean spice mixture that kind of has a hint of like it kind of reminds you of oregano. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it it might be one of the spices, might be oregano in there, but it's like a, a mixture of spice that that. Uh, is put on to hummus. Uh, also, you can sprinkle okay. it on popcorn and, and things like that. That gives it a little bit of extra kick to it. It's not hot. It's not hot. It's like a mixture of pepper and oregano and stuff like that. It's like a, a flavorful mixture. But I'll tell you what. It get, you know some saisons uh, will have a herbal spiciness to it, and I think that the that to me. This adding the spice into there, it did give it a, a pronounced flavor, but it didn't. It wasn't over the top for me. I really enjoyed it. I thought it really complemented the saison yeast character really well, uh, and I really enjoyed it all the way from the first sip to the last sip. And uh, yeah, I liked it. And the, my friends that have had it so far from Israel, they haven't rated it more than like a three and a half. I think. Mm -hmm. But I, I gave it a four because I really appreciated it, and I, it's a, definitely a saison that I'd go back and drink again. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, <clears throat> let's move on from you. We'll go uh, talk to talk about uh, Buck Buchanan. He's doing a little drinking over at Stone Cloud Brewing Company, or was doing, <laughs> um, and he had one. And Buck, I'm sure you guys have heard you've heard us say that it's names and art. Uh, names and can art are some things that mm -hmm. get us. And, and this beer he drank was called Touching Speedos. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so Touching Speedos by Stone Cloud Brewing Company. He gave it four and a half caps, and I just looked into this one. It's uh, at a, a an Imperial Stout clocking in at 15.9%. Oh, wow. That's a Buck Buchanan beer if I ever heard Yeah, that. it is. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> It's, a, it's uh, odd that you mentioned Holy. Uh, the next beer he was drinking was the Holy Hellas oh. by Stone Cloud. Um, he, this one dialed back a little bit. This might have been a palate cleanser for him because this one was at 5.2%. Uh, 
Um, no, just writes clear, uh, clean, crisp, and delicious. And last but not least, from Stone Cloud and from Buck, uh, he's drinking bleeps, sweeps, and creeps. <laughs> uh, and that one, wow. Buck, you feeling okay, man? That's a Schwartz beer. It's at 4.9%. Ah, I love Schwartz beer. Yeah, I do too. Um, so maybe he, just like I did, started out big and yeah. then just kind of maintained the buzz a little. There you go. He's a smart um, man. Yeah. Okay. So moving up to the next people, Kevin R. Gower is drinking. Oh, I love this beer. Drinking Bodie by Columbus Brewing Company. That's mm. an awesome IPA. Uh, gave that four and a quarter caps on that one. Oh, and bringing up them and IPAs, I saw I almost bought a, a four pack of 120 minute IPA today. <laughs> <laughs> uh tom Byrne is drinking blueberry french toast by decadent ales oh uh, yeah i saw that I yeah saw that. And, he, and he gave it three and three quarters caps and he's right at he writes as usual these are weird but yeah not bad <laughs> okay um and then he also had uh, a boundary tree by blackberry farm brewery uh three and three quarters caps on that one uh, JC is drinking a dragon with matches bourbon barrel aged by Incendiary Brewing Company. Wow. Um, I'm kind of curious about that one. Yeah. Dragon, dragon, the dragons and matches always seem to go good together. Yeah. Um, it's a collaboration beer with Stella Brew, uh, exemplary bold example of a Belgian style quad aged one year in Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. Ooh, mm. That sounds pretty good. Oh, speaking of things aged in bourbon barrels uh i had some angry chair barrel aged uh barley wine yesterday oh. denny oh How it was wasn't it? as good as the first batch it wasn't oh. no that first batch was just stupid good <laughs> it was don't get me wrong it was good but uh i'm i think I'm, I'm spoiled with that first batch um eric gronley is drinking shiner morello dark cherry uh, gave that one three and a half caps. No notes on there. Chad Lamasa drinking a poor righteous by Jailbreak Bre uh, Brewing Company at the Fillmore. Ah, definitely at the Fillmore. Going to go see another artist, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, writes very nice IPA. Waiting for Manchester Orchestra to come on. Sweet. Mm. Uh, four caps on that one. Did I get? Oh, I didn't get tagged in this one. That's cool. Uh, William Schlemmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i like picking on him uh he's drinking the big bad baptist Ooh. hazelnut vanilla latte oh i haven't had that one and if it matters it's release number four okay um and i gotta say a lot uh william i've been seeing a lot of your check-ins and they're all at the residence in by marriott so i don't know if uh you just have a really good marriott or you work for the marriott but yeah, that's a that's a cool looking bottle there. I'm I'm wondering if he travels and he's just has these at the uh, at where he stays. Well, he purchased this one from Ray's Wine and Spirits in uh, uh, Wauwatosa, with uh, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, I didn't butcher that one too bad. Um, but then the uh, hotel that he checked into doesn't say. <laughs> 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 maybe it's the clue maybe it's uh yeah, it's it a hotel near his house and he just doesn't like he just checks into like you do like to random hotels and businesses maybe no no they're all i'm looking at a lot of his check-ins now they're all uh all at the residence in by marriott okay so uh 
So, Will, what's going on at the Marriott other than (laughs) they have a really good beer selection? Now, I can't really knock him for it because if you go to the the Marriott in downtown Tampa, they normally have a really good tap list. They have a bar called Champions in there, and sometimes they do tap takeovers for different breweries in the area, Mm. and they get some surprising stuff in there that that really make me want to go visit a hotel. Yeah. All right, moving on up to... Let's see, Mark Connor. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's drinking a Santa's Private Reserve Ale from 2019 by Rogue Ales. And he writes kind of sweet, malty, and slightly earthy. Three and three quarters caps on that one. Mm. And he's drinking it out of his uh, Targaryen glass. So good ah. for you. He's going to be the father of dragons on that <laughs> one. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike Allen uh, drinking an Appalachia by Wicked Weed Brewing. Um, session IPA, three and three quarters caps. Mike, did you guys not have your uh, bottle share this weekend? Well, remember he moved, so now oh, he's in Georgia, yeah. right? He's in. He's gonna have to find a find a uh, yeah. He's gonna have to find a new group of people to uh, do a bottle share with. Yeah, I expect those check ins to go up here shortly, <laughs> Mike. Don't let me down. Uh, Aaron Peters is drinking a Stone IPA. Super simple. I love it. Um, at the Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center. That's in D.C., if I remember correctly. Hmm. Pretty close. Um, three and a half caps on that one. Um, wow, I never thought I'd read this name. John Ream. What? John's drinking something? Is drinking a three hoss by Saucy Brew Works for Advent Day. Advent Beer Day number two. Oh, Advent Gave calendar. Gave it three and a half caps, and now I'm curious to know if you checked in for number one. Yes, he did. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, too. Uh, drinking Beer Geek Brunch by McKellar Brewing Company. Oh. Gave that one four and a half caps on oh. that bottle. Wow. I've had that one. That one's really good. Well, John, good to see you're checking into things, and you can make your comments in about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff Seiler is drinking a She Drives a Plymouth Satellite by oh. Fat Orange Cat Brewing Company. Oh. Hmm. Uh, and he writes, my first Fat Orange Cat Brew, outstanding hazy IPA, tropical, mildly hoppy, and so crushable. Mm. We'll seek out more Fat Orange Cats. <laughs> and uh, Fat Orange Cat Brew Company is in East Hampton, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. I had some of their beer when they had a short uh, time where Decadent and Fat Cat, Fat Orange Cat or whatever was, you know, they had a couple, few beers come to Boise, but it was, now Now they don't. I don't have them anymore. Mm. All right, and uh, Jim, or Jim and Tara are drinking, drinking some uh, good stuff. Let's see what they're having today. Uh, Flipside Red IPA by Sierra Nevada. Is what uh, Jim's having. Starts off malty, but has a bitter finish. Three and a half caps on there. Uh, Tara's drinking the same thing. Uh, Gave the same rating. And she wrote, slight, sharp aftertaste, but pleasant otherwise. Uh, Let's see what else. You guys drink the same thing? Yep, the Crisp Bowie uh, by Finback Brewing. Uh, And let's see. Gave the same rating. Three and three quarters caps. Jim writes, crisp, clean, and light. Very dry. Just the thing while waiting for the pea soup to be ready. Mm. And Tara wrote, understated artwork on the label, lovely lemon color, crisp taste. <laughs> I, lo- I love it when you see two people check into the same beer. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Jeff Seiler, again, drinking Stones Enjoyed by uh, for the uh, new year on 2020. That's the unfiltered IPA 
that they have coming out uh, or that's out. <clears throat> Just make sure you drink it by the uh, first of the year. Uh, and he writes, I absolutely love this beer. A favorite old school Imperial IPA. So piney, hoppy, and juicy. Now, I want this on draft. Maybe mm. at the whale. I don't know where the whale is, but I hope there's some good beer there. Gave this one a five cap. Yeah, the whale is the is the bar that uh, Jim Kutzel's, uh nephew owns in Asheville. Oh. Well, then we're going to have to visit there again. I'm overdue for a trip there. Yeah. Uh, Chad Lamasa again, and I like this one just because of the name and the brewery always puts out some good beer art. He is drinking. Did we just become best friends? Oh, um, from hoof hearted brewing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he gave this one four and a quarter caps for the rating. And if you guys have ever seen their, their art, it's a, they have some pretty eclectic. (laughs) <laughs> art on their on their cans and sometimes it looks like you know a 13 year old kid drew some of it but like they've got a what looks like the makings of a band one guy playing a guitar and like a sleeveless t-shirt and purple pants and then another guy with a microphone and they're both sitting on a uh, baby lion cub oh yeah perfect yeah did we just become best friends <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least robert Chew your beer oh. is drinking a Genbu by Ogopogo Brewing. Whoa. Did I just speak English? Yeah. Uh, writes light and crushable, great hop aroma and West feel. Four and a quarter caps on that one. And that is what everybody's drinking. All right. That sounds like some good stuff. A lot of variety in there. I like I like the variety. Very, very oh, well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. You guys have been uh, spreading out the different types of beer. Anything yeah. From, we had anything from... 15, 16% beers all the way down to you know, Schwartz beers and mm-hmm. Saisons and very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, um, I had an event. I mentioned earlier that uh, Black Friday Beer Festival at Payette Brewing occurred on Black Friday. And I, it's mm-hmm. an annual event that I go to. In fact, this is the first beer festival I went to all year long i didn't didn't go to any other is that pathetic or what uh i'm with you i haven't either yeah i um and i I, and i told my buddy alex i said you know once you left uh i i kind of uh if i don't have somebody to go with that you know to drink with i you know i just don't want to go and drink by myself and i think i mentioned a a, a episode or two ago that sarah is not able to drink for a for a few months because of some health issues she's going through. So, uh, you know, I, I, we showed up at the, uh, at the fresh hoptable, uh, fresh hop festival, whatever it was. And, uh, and I just turned around and said, I don't want to go because I just didn't want to drink by myself. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I, she would have been there with me, but it's just not fun just to, to drink by myself. So I didn't yeah. do it. And, and I think the reason I went to Black Friday this year and, and and didn't just skip it is because I did have friends that were coming with me. And it's always, for me, it's always better to drink with friends. So I think that's that's what made it enjoyable for sure. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one because I, I, it would be weird showing up and just be like, okay, I'm going to go get all this stuff and thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, uh, I, I think I'm... Uh, I really enjoyed this beer festival when it was when it first began because when it first began, uh, uh, this is the eighth annual. So eight years ago, 
it was uh, a small little festival that was showcasing dark beers and it was and they were grabbing dark beers from you know around the the area and, and neighboring states that were special and you'd go and you you pay a little bit extra you know you're paying four dollars for a four ounce pour and you were but you were getting beers that were like spectacular like top shelf dark beers from around the nation or at least around the the western states uh, and you know up to you know colorado you know colorado and west from there and i really enjoyed it because it was getting beers that i couldn't normally get they were bringing stuff in that you couldn't normally get but i found that as it's gone on over the years it's slowly be moved into being more of a showcasing payette's dark beers Mm. and and the the tap list hasn't been all that spectacular and finding beers that i haven't had or beers that are special very very tough and uh, this year i swear again like a third to a half of the beers were payettes you know variants of their 12 gauge imperial stout mm. and honestly that base beer alone is just not a super great imperial stout if it was like a fantastic imperial stout and then they made variants of it where they'd throw it in a barrel you know different barrels and had different flavors and they and they do the you know they had an orange an orange chocolate orange variant and they had a s'mores variant this year they had a, a junior mitts variant last year and they had a caramel salted caramel variant you know they can do variants but the bottom line is the base beer is just okay and it doesn't age well at all and they were having you know beers that were two years old and i've i've tried to age these beers and if it's older than one year it it degrades so so badly that it's almost undrinkable and i just haven't you know so i i actually stopped buying 12 gauge and i don't drink it when i go to these festivals because i just i'm not a big fan of it uh so tom byrne made a joke about one of the beers that they had is called redacted imperial stout which is basically i think just their 12 gauge beer with i don't know something was done with it but it I, again i had a, a sample of that because i hadn't had it before and honestly it was just okay uh it had some uh some tannin character from the barrel it was in and i'm like I, I don't you know it just it didn't wow me in fact the only beer that wowed me that i had was actually an imperial black ipa that I'd had before and gave it a high rating. <laughs> so, um, I, I was really, I was really kind of, uh, underwhelmed by the, the beer selection and they're, they're making the space inside smaller and smaller to where it's, it's literally standing room only and you're all huddled around the, the tables and you can't get around. I mean, it's just, they really made it so it's just not comfortable in there. And this might be my last year that I go just because I, I, unless they're going to put it back out in a tent outside like it was originally, um, I'm, I don't like to be crowded inside a building with people, you know, rubbing up on my, you know, butt and, and getting in, you know, <laughs> Sarah was there and this guy got right up on her and was like yelling and she turned around and said, Hey, I'm standing right here. Can you back off and give me some space and please don't yell in my ear. And she, and basically this guy told her, Hey, we're all drunk here. Just get over it. You know, it's like, or calm down or whatever and she's just like i'm not calming down you're being freaking rude you know mm. i mean so luckily she she was again she was the only sober one there <laughs> probably right. and she just got frustrated with the 
uh, you know, with the behavior and, and just being cramped into a small space. So uh, it's sad for me to say, but I, I might I might not be going next year because it's just kind of not been as special as it was uh, early on. But the special thing was hanging out with my friends, and we did have a good time, and we did go to to dinner afterwards, and, uh, and you know, and and do some talking and and some fellowship, which was nice. Uh, and then I, I, I one other thing is that then the next day, my buddy Alex, I, I mentioned he's in town, and and we got together. He went skiing uh, in the morning on Saturday, and in the afternoon we met up at uh, Merryweather Cider uh, downtown, and we went to Willen Empire Elcraft. And then we went to Barbarian Brewing. And I will say this. Um, I've, I've given Barbarian some crap on the show because, uh, you know, their beers, when they started out, were hit or miss with me. Um, but I'll tell you what. I was thoroughly impressed with everything I drank uh, on Saturday. And uh, I, 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 I might need to, you know, to, uh, to go visit them more often now because I think they've really – um, dialed in some of their base beers and it, and now I, I'm feeling that this is like a, this is a really becoming a really high quality, uh, you know, stop and beer. Uh, and they have a, a spot downtown. We went to the downtown. They have two spots, one in garden city, which is just on the outskirts of Boise and in one now downtown Boise. And that's the first time I've been to the downtown place. I drive by it every weekend, but I, we just never stopped to go in and I really enjoyed it. And they had like 24, like 24 beers on tap, all their own, and wow. and all these different styles. Uh, you know, anything from and they had a hazy IPA that was just incredible. They had a fruit beer, like a fruit soured beer called Raspberry Beret. Man, really well done uh, fruit beer with a little bit of tartness at the end. I mean, just really well done. I think it was like eight or nine percent ABV. Couldn't even tell. I mean, you could get wasted off of this beer. I mm. think. Um, and then I'll talk about when we talk about our new and noteworthy. I'll talk about the the the, the reason we went to Barbarian was for a, a special beer release, uh, and that I was not disappointed in. So, oh, they also had an old ale, and again, I love breweries that brew like styles that aren't brewed in every brewery, like old ales and and English bitters and and ESBs and stuff. And they had an old ale that had some spices in it, and I can't remember. Oh, it had ginger. It had ginger root. And uh, what did it have in it? it was ginger root and and uh, I think some lemon, some lemon peel or orange peel uh, and something else. It had it had these different things in it. And I'll tell you what, man, this beer tasted fantastic. Uh, I mean, really well done beer. So I just want to you know go and say oh, and one more thing. I always have I've been mentioning the fact that I I don't like paying. I like paying you know reasonable prices for beer but i found out all the breweries in boise now are pretty much making their pint uh beers six six dollars at least six dollars a pint now instead of the five dollars it was before so i think pretty much that's the the going rate six 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 fifty a pint uh, in boise now yeah in new york and in california and places where there's a lot of more people and a lot you know they can have the higher prices i understand that that that's still a good price here, but for our small little town, uh, those are some steep prices to pay for for either you know twelve or or sixteen ounce pour. Uh, but now that everyone's doing it, I can't complain about you know one or two breweries doing it. So how about you, Chris? Did you do anything fun since our last recording? So the only thing that I did 
And I want to say, I think the only thing that I did was brew that batch of beer, but I want to say I talked about that the last episode. No, no, no. no. You started okay. brewing it the day after our last episode, I think. Oh. So yeah, I brewed a batch of beer, uh, <laughs> which I'm currently enjoying right now. Okay. Okay. Well, you went, you spent some time at Disneyland, right? Did anything uh, fun happen yeah. there? Um, well, we were in Disney with um, Megan's brother and his family. Uh, so we got to spend some time with our niece and our nephew who are um, four and six. Okay. Three and three and five, four and six, somewhere in that neighborhood. Young. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we just, we went and spent the week with them uh, over in Disney. They came in from Ohio and um, we ran, we went and ran around a few parks with, with them and watched the kids get on rides and go to shows and stuff like that. So we made it, a, made it our, our job to kind of enjoy some beers and like Epcot. So you can kind of drink beers from around the world in Epcot or, um, Hollywood studios. So we could go over and see the new star Wars place and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was, uh, other than, other than the, the, the beer that we got in the, in the star Wars land place, um, everything else was pretty much just standard. Like I remember I got a Sam Adams, uh, <laughs> Sam Adams while I was in Hollywood studios or, um, I did get one beer in Epcot when I was kind of like in the, uh, in like the Norway, yeah, Sweden Yeah, I was going to say that you, you had a special beer when you went to the, yeah, the, like a Viking beer or Norway, Norway beer. Yeah, it was a, it was a porter from, uh, I think it was Einstock. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. which was really I, good. Which is Iceland. Einstock is Iceland. It is Iceland. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was really good. I was glad to have that one. Uh, cause I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd ever had it before. It was simple. I mean, it wasn't anything like, you know kind of blow your socks off yeah it was, it was simple it was well done um and it was enjoyable just like you know when when we talk about uh the environment making your beers taste better mm -hmm. it was probably part of it too okay. um but then there were a couple of beers that we tried when we were we got to we made a reservation to actually go into the cantina in uh at star wars and you know they had like a, a robot dj that was playing music and you know they play that that very uh, familiar song that everybody knows from the Star Wars cantina scene. <laughs> um, you know they were they were making these these drinks. They actually had this um, they had this machine that would uh, create dry ice in the bottom of your glass. Mm. Then they were then they would pour your drink in that, and of course it would bubble and smoke and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we had a couple of beers there that are made specifically for that cantina, and I think one of them is made by Sierra Nevada. One of them was made by, they were bigger breweries. I don't remember what they were, uh, which breweries they were, but, um, yeah, they were, they were good. They weren't anything, again, they weren't anything like, oh, I got to have another one of those, but they were good solid beers. And I think one was like a golden lager. Um, the other one was just kind of like a red ale or a brown ale, but that was, that was pretty much the extent of what we could find there, uh, as far as beers go, you know, just basic, it was basic stuff, but it was fun to enjoy those beers while we we're hanging out with family and running around the parks and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good. Well then why don't you just roll into some noteworthy beers sure. besides the ones you just talked about? <laughs> well, yeah. So the, the one, the one single noteworthy beer that I have and I realized, um, as I was typing it in one, I, uh, I haven't checked into beers since Disney, which was at least a week ago. Um, and I was at angry chair last night. 
Yeah, you didn't check in. Or anything I'm sorry, or? not last night, Saturday. I don't. I still don't know what day it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was the angry chair on Saturday, and um, the one that I told you about the barley wine that I had, and I've had that before, so I didn't check into it. Um, but yeah, the, I think the other ones that I had, like Megan had one that I think I've already had, so I didn't check into anything. That's probably why. Okay. And then and then we've been drinking all the uh, you know the there's at least three quarters of a keg of uh, this beer we brewed downstairs. So I've got work to do. Yeah. Uh, but my one beer that I had, I got to enjoy it with my brother-in-law while we were at Disney because what, what would a good, what, what kind of brother-in-law would I be if I didn't bring my Ohio brother-in-law some Florida beer? <laughs> so I had a bottle from Cigar City called Enjoying My Coffee, which was again from their El Catador series. Mm. Um, Every every and, show, you got to mention yeah, one. You got to get one in because I either I drink them on the show uh, or I, you know, I have to split them with somebody because this one was like a 13 or 14 percent beer mm. like Buck Buchanan territory. Um, <laughs> then it's just called Enjoying My Coffee. I rated it 4.25 caps and it's a barrel aged imperial stout with coffee and maple syrup. Um, we drank this after running around one of the parks all day and we we're just tired exhausted no it was hollywood studios because they closed at nine that night and we were getting home at a reasonable hour mm. um so we we finished that and i think we had i had one more beer and then went to sleep but it was just cool to just hang out on the on the balcony of like the of just the hotel and spend some time with my brother-in-law and and with megan and and uh you know the kids and just BS and have some beer and let the kids run around a little bit too. So yeah, yeah. Um, d- did the maple syrup make it come across too sweet or was it, it balanced? Was. Well? <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was a little on the on the sweet side, um, and it was. I I I couldn't finish it. We we split it in half. I couldn't finish mine. Oh wow! Uh, and it was it was probably again it was in the middle of it was probably ten o'clock at night. We're trying to. We've been. I think this was like day three of you know doing twenty five thousand steps a day and mm-hmm. chasing the kids oh yeah. oh yeah it's and, tiring uh, yeah um so it was just we kind of hung out and drank that beer and just called it a night and it was uh it was a good one to have okay. it was it was good but just couldn't i just couldn't drink a whole lot of it yeah no i understand we i finally uh at the black friday beer festival i got to try the canadian breakfast out for the first time oh yeah What'd i couldn't drink it i couldn't yeah. drink it it's uh, it was now. I don't know if it was the keg it was in or whatever. It was. It came across to me very thin and very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. And I'm just like that's like drinking sugar water to me. I just I I couldn't I, I said no. I'm no way I'm gonna drink that. <laughs> yeah, and I was the same way when I think you we talked about it a last year, the year before. Uh, the hype was it was way overhyped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I don't know why people would be waiting and, and going crazy over that beer. It definitely right. was underwhelming for me. Yeah, and I definitely, as weird as this may sound, I definitely expected it to be a little thicker in my mouth. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so, it's a breakfast stout. It needs to fill you up, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely an overhyped beer. But hey, you know what? Just try it and move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Denny? What about some noteworthy beers from you? I, I do have a few. I, and, I, and I'm pretty pleased because I've, you know, we, we, it's been a few weeks since we recorded and I was able to accumulate drinking, you know, quite a few different beers. And 
I was afraid that most of my beers were, again, they were just kind of mediocre. They, they weren't anything like noteworthy I really want to talk about. And last show, I didn't, I only talked about one, I think, right? I think because mm-hmm. I, I just wasn't having, I wasn't having good luck with just getting some great beers, but I changed my, my, my ways were changed and I had some great beer. And, the, and the first one I'm going to talk about is again, uh, we went to Barbarian on Saturday because it was re- the release day for their, the, their beer called the Morrigan uh, Imperial Stout. And I've had this beer before, and it was really good when I had it before. Um, and I had this year's version, 2019, so it's a yearly release. And I'll tell you what, uh, this beer is a five-cap rating. Uh, it's exactly what an Imperial Stout is supposed to be. It's had an incredible, creamy, thick mouthfeel and body. Um, it came across with a nice, uh, you know, roastiness to it and had characters of chocolate uh, and a little bit of barrel character in there uh man it was fantastic i absolutely love this beer and anyone is that's in boise that uh, can get a bottle of this or go get it at the brewery go get a glass of this if you haven't and if you can get it on tavor which i think barbarian does do some tavor stuff um if the morrigan comes in tavor chris you need to order a bottle uh you're it, gonna get me in trouble well i was saying that like yeah. i texted you the other day about that rusty nail and, yeah. and i was like i can't i yeah. can't do this right now yeah yeah but uh this one is this one's really good but yeah um i just i i was really impressed with it so that's the first beer i want to talk about uh the next top two beers are from a brewery in san diego and i had uh my my grandson's uh uh mom uh, went to San Diego for vacation, took, took my grandson to San Diego. Uh, and he went to, you know, he had fun at Legoland and SeaWorld and, uh, Knott's Berry Farm or something. I don't know. They went to a bunch of different places and, um, they brought back some beer for me for Christmas. Now I know it's, you know, Christmas is still a month away, but uh, they decided to give me the beer while they had it fresh so I could enjoy these beers fresh. And, uh, the two of the beers I'm going to mention right now are from the same brewery, a brewery I've never heard about, but I'm very impressed with, called North Park Beer Company. And uh, the first one is North North Park, and it's a New England double IPA. Uh, tropical, I mean, everything that a, a good New England IPA is supposed to be, uh, it was. No hot burn, very smooth, very flavorful, hazy. I mean, like orange juice, hazy, very, very, very good. Loved it. Uh, four and a half cap rating. And the second one is also a double uh, New England double IPA. Same type of characters, but each one was a little bit different. I, I wish I could remember the characteristics of each one because they were a little bit different, but they were both both very well done. Another four and a half cap rating. This one's called uh, the Hazy Boy, and it's a it's got a you know hop like a hop character. Uh, Man, hophead man, sitting on a on a, a lazy boy chair drinking some beer, uh, which is pretty cool. So the hazy boy, New England double IPA, four and a half cap rating. North Park Beer Company, a brewery I never heard of that I really really enjoyed. So I I look forward to maybe trying some more of their beer if I ever get down to San Diego. Uh, and then the last beer I'm going to talk about is a collaboration beer between Boulevard Brewing and Modern Times Brewing. And this one's called Restless Nights. It's a coffee porter. And I really enjoyed this beer because it's a porter, 
with coffee character. And modern times, they have a co coffee roastery. In fact, you know, Chris, you tried to get in on the on buying some shares uh, to their to their uh, you know their brewery, and you you didn't quite make it. So you already know how good these guys are, but they are really good at putting coffee into their beers. And what was so nice is that the 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 coffee character that, that they added into this porter was so like it was you could taste the coffee but it wasn't overbearing and it was just it just complemented the beer style that 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 lighter porter so well uh it was almost like a coffee brown ale you know it just was very very delicate and dainty and and but still had enough uh mouthfeel to tell you yeah this is a, a porter uh, and, and had a little bit, you know, still had some of that porter character, some of that toasty, toasty notes, uh, with the coffee in there. Man, so well done. Uh, I gave that one a four cap rating. So if you can get this collaboration between Boulevard, Modern Times, Restless Nights, go get that one. It's really good. All right. So that's our noteworthy beers for the last few weeks. Uh, I, we, we had a voicemail, Chris. Can you believe it? We did. Yeah. Yeah, we had a voicemail from Miss Tara Carlson, and let me pull this this thing up on my phone, and uh, let's listen to what she has to say. Hi, this is Tara Carlson, a big fan of Tap the Craft. Jim Kudzall and I listened to the podcast during our road trips, and we are down to our last two episodes. Are there any other beer-related podcasts you would recommend? Help us, or we'll go back to fighting over the radio. <laughs> uh, by the way, I just heard the episode where you outed me as a pathetic, lonely, untapped user with only one friend. Heck, if that one beer friend is Denny Luce, who else do you need? Thanks a lot for, for your podcast and everything. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was awesome. So that's funny because... Um, I, when I first listened to the voicemail, I I was thinking, wow, what what did I say last episode? And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, one you know one untapped user. Uh, user. I'm like, no, she has a you know she has a bunch of untapped users. And then all of a sudden, I realized, ah, this is going back a year ago when she first started following me. Before Jim started following me, she, it was Tara that first started listening to podcasts. And joined Untapped and followed me. And when I followed her back, I noticed that I was her only friend. I think I made a comment about it on the show, but I totally forgot about it. And I, of course, I didn't. I was calling her out, but I, I wasn't. You know, I was just making a a, a statement. But uh, but now that we know the Kudzal, you know Jim and Tara as well as we do from all their interactions over the over the last year, um, now I feel embarrassed because uh, I didn't mean to call you. I didn't mean to call you out, Tara. Uh, yes, we we're really happy him, to have don't you. Don't let him lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I thought that was funny, and I did get a laugh. And and Sarah just about slapped me when she heard that uh, that I was I was uh, calling out uh, Tara. But luckily, I I explained it to her, so I didn't get beat up too bad. But she said, "That's rude. You should never have done that." I was like, well, I didn't think I didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, but that was cool. So, um, beer related podcast recommendations, uh, Chris. I I mean. I, over the years, I have mentioned a lot of different podcasts that I'm listening to, but you know, the problem is, is that podcasts don't last forever, and most of those podcasts are no longer, you know, producing yeah. shows. Um, 
I right now are only I'm listening to uh, two beer related podcasts. I'm listening to the Four Brewers, which has been around for a long time. Um, I I still enjoy listening to them. They've changed through some hosts, um, which made it. I think it was okay when when uh, when that one guy left. I now I can't think of his name, uh, but now he's back for a couple episodes. He was back for three or four episodes. And uh, Matt Becker, when Matt Becker left, I really was sad because he, I think he was a great host, like a lead a lead host of the show that kind of led the conversation and he was very knowledgeable. And um, But The Four Brewers is all about four guys or five guys sitting, drinking beers and rating and talking about it and making joke, fo- jokes and funny. It's definitely that type of podcast. Also, a lot of their uh information and stuff they're very biased to southern california beers i mean mm-hmm. very biased or hyper local uh and so you if you're on the east coast you might feel a little alienated that that they're not talking about beers that you know that you know you know you have good beers over on the east coast but they're not really talking about it because they can't get them over where they're at but it's still a good show i i've listened to them um from the beginning from the first episode that they ever put out i listened to um, when they first got started. Uh, so that's yeah. one that I'm still listening to today. Uh, the second one that I know that Chris, that you don't, you're not really fond of. Uh, and I like it because it's short. It's, they're usually about 30 minutes long. Um, it's called, uh, the Cascadian, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cascadian. No, I can't. I had it. I had it before I started talking and now I can't remember the Cascadian, beer cast or something like that. And what this one, this is like a, it's a guy who is a radio person, right? He has a yeah, radio the voice. Cascadian beer podcast. The Cascadian beer podcast. Yes. Um, uh, and he's got a voice for, for radio and he does this for, a, uh, I think a living and he goes and travels to different breweries around the Cascadian mountain region, which is in, uh, Oregon, Washington and Canada. And he visits breweries in this region and talks about them. And it's a great way of, of getting inside information from brewers that and breweries how they get started and finding out about, about their 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 beer journey and 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 starting up breweries uh, i enjoy it for that because it's you know it's i'm learning about new breweries that i never heard of and finding out that a lot of these breweries when they talk about how they started up are very they have very similar uh stories you know that about you know, how they get started. And I, I just enjoy hearing the stories and it's only 30 minutes. They're usually about 30 minutes long or less. So they're very easy, you know, easy to listen to. But as you pointed out, Chris, uh, his voice is a bit monotone, not like me who can change up the, you know, volume and stuff and, and, and make it so it's more fun to listen to. I think I, I don't know. It might not be fun, but, uh, mm. but he is a little bit monotone. I know Chris says that he puts you to sleep, right? Uh, yeah, that was, that was my only gripe about it. Okay. So Chris, what about you? Do you have any, uh, I mean, there's other beer, the full pint, there's other ones that, that I've listened to one or two shows, but I just don't subscribe to them because it's not my style of, of show I want to listen to. I don't want to listen to people being stupid on, you know, going, (laughs) you know, going crazy and drinking a lot and doing stupid things. That's not my interest. I want things that are more educational to help me grow in my in my beer um you know my beer journey and those are just 
like comedy shows and 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 not my thing. But what about you, Chris? Well, the thing that I always run into when I'm looking for a new podcast, and I did this exact same thing with with Tap the Craft, is I there's something about me that says, okay, you have to start at the very beginning. Oh no, and work your way to the very end. Yeah. Um. And just kind of looking at that, I <clears throat> and I think it was just at the the right the right time for me with the the amount of time that I was listening to podcasts while I was working that I was able to get through the beginnings of Tap the Craft and you guys were working out all the issues. <laughs> and then you finally saved the day by adding John Ream to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was uh, it, there's a few that I've tried to listen to. And I, I don't know if I'm if I'm spoiled with ours or I hold ours in such high regard that um, I, I don't know. I don't really listen to any other ones other than ours. And that's weird to me because half the time it's you and me talking. And I've already heard it, <laughs> <laughs> but I still listen to it. Um, but I, I, I tried a couple of them. Uh, the Cascadian beer podcast was one. And like, like we both said, it was just, um, his cadence and, and the monotone voice just I couldn't I couldn't get by that because mm-hmm. I, I drive a lot. So that's what I wanted to. That's what I that's when I listen to my books on tape or my podcast and stuff is when I'm driving. So um, so I had to move on from that. I've I've tried a couple ones, a couple of beer podcasts where, you know, I started listening to the first couple and then I you know kind of remember, hey, you know, go ahead and skip to like the 15th or the 20th episode. and and listen to it there or skip to the 30th or the mm-hmm. 40th and kind of go from there. Um, and it, it's been tough. I, I haven't found one that I've just, I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to stick with this. Um, the one that I did they're not, I don't think they're making anymore was those guys up in Toledo. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're doing, doing their podcast. Anymore. No, no, they, um, I, I finally unsubscribed because they were releasing a show every year, once a year. And I just, oh, gave, wow. yeah. And I can't remember the name of them now that I, they they were one I really enjoyed, although, mm-hmm. I mean, I had some issues with them because they always touted that they wanted to get interaction with their listeners, but they didn't follow through, right? I'd, right. I'd write into them or whatever, and they just wouldn't write back, and they wouldn't, you know, they weren't active. Uh, you know, when I say I want to be engaged with my listeners, I mean it, right? When mm-hmm. If you're going to say that, you should engage, and they didn't really engage, Um but I still enjoyed listening to it because they brought some interesting games. You know, they, there's two guys uh, together recording, doing blind beer tasting and guess mm-hmm. that beer and, and doing stuff like that. That was fun. I really enjoyed uh, the news and the things that they brought to the, to the table. Uh, but they just, you know, they their lives got busy and they just yeah. weren't consistent. Now, like I said, it's, it's a year between shows. If you want to listen to their show is still on iTunes mm-hmm. and – um, I can't think of the name of the damn. I can't either. Thing it, that was uh... so. Uh, Tara, I'll I'll have to I'll get back to you on email when I remember their na- what the name of the podcast is. Um, you can go back and listen to their older shows, and it is fun to listen to, and they were and they were entertaining. Uh, uh, and 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 I enjoyed that one. There was another one that was uh hometown, hometown. Uh, it was a Ohio beer, uh, beer cast, hometown craft beer or something like that. Uh, it was a guy and his wife, and they would go to breweries and and uh, in Ohio. And I enjoyed that one, but again, that one didn't last very long. He he may have gone for about six months before he stopped. And again, he was he was uh, releasing every 
week for a while, and then he went to once a month, and then he went to once every three months, and then he just stopped. Uh, but that was really I liked I liked him too. And then there was uh, there was one that was in Michigan, I think, that I really liked. But it's it, it went it stopped pr- producing podcasts like three or four years ago. I, I can't remember I, like ones that I can't remember their I can't remember the name of the podcast because I just kind of dump it from my mind if I don't if I'm not always listening to it. But but there were some I mean there were some good shows that just went out and and that that's sad because I really enjoyed listening to these shows. There was one also in Pennsylvania that I really enjoyed, but they I mean they they lasted maybe twenty five shows before they went out. So it's just I mean it's hard people podcasts. Usually, if you last, don't last 100 episodes, right? I, I mean, typically, if you last one year past 25 episodes, if you did a, you know, a biweekly show, then that's pretty good if you made it a year. But most podcasts die before they hit 50 episodes. Uh, is what I've, I've found. Uh, we're, we're one of the few longevity ones that are out there. But there is a full pint. There's... Uh, well, we have we have one here too where it's called uh, what ails you hmm. uh, but it's very florida centered uh, the guys in that podcast they bounce around and interview different breweries all around the state of florida so it's very it's very florida centered as far as breweries go i mean it is cool because like we can go into breweries and um you know meet the people in that brewery and then all of a sudden you know, you can watch, you can listen to an episode about, about how they started and, you know, what they, uh, what they went through and stuff oh. like that. So, so it, it's good, but again, it's, it's, uh, everything I've seen is nothing but Florida breweries. So, okay. I found, uh, I found an, it was the brew review crew. Oh yeah. On That's tap. What it was. That's what it was called. Um, and oh, there's one more podcast I listened to. I forgot. It's, it's one that, that you should listen to because it is really good. These guys, um, they, they do have a lot of knowledge and you gain a lot of, there's a lot of good content on here. That's a uh, Birvana podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Allworth is a writer. I have his, I have one of his books. Um, he, he does the beer Bible. He's done, a, he just did the Widmere way release. He's doing a, another beer, beer Bible version two or updated version of it. Uh, he just went to Belgium. He, he went to a European, uh, tour where he went to Belgium and Poland and, and, uh, uh, um, Lithuania, and he he uh, talked about some of his visits that, uh, and, and had some interviews with breweries. Um, so Birvana is one I, I should have mentioned too. I do listen to that one. I just found my podcast app here, but uh, oh, Taproom Talk was the one that uh, was the Ohio centric one that uh, I really enjoyed, but he just didn't last very long. Um, but again, these are ones that you could go and listen to their old shows. And still get some enjoyment out of it. Uh, they just won't don't produce anything new. Uh, but Birvana does. Birvana has been releasing uh, regularly. They went, they were they they went on a fa- on a, a a bit of a, a time when they weren't releasing episodes very often, like once a month. But now they're back to weekly, uh, and their their and their quality of their audio has gotten better. They they're now part of the X Ray Radio Network. That's uh, like a uh, a radio broadcasting thing in Portland, and uh, their their sound quality got much better than it was prior to, so that helps. <laughs> yeah. So th- there's a few. I hope that helps Tara 
And I do apologize if I hurt your feelings with making fun of the fact that I was your only friend, but I wasn't really making fun of. I was just, uh, I was surprised. I was surprised that uh, I was honored that somebody out there, uh, you know, wants to, me to be their first first friend. <laughs> oh, you were her first. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing with the podcast too. Like just go in and type in beer in the subject line of wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do a little uh little rooting through just to find the ones that uh, that you'll like, because um, I think I I searched through three or four before I found Tap the Craft and well we see where that took us. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just go out there and search. Um, I know if you go into like Google and type in beer podcasts, they'll list you know you know, one of Denny's favorite things, a top 10 list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I won't be on 10, it. <laughs> well, we're, we're number 11. That's all. Are we? Uh, no. Oh, I don't think we're even on We're not on these lists. Cause I don't do, uh, all the, I don't have a website, so it's hard to find us. We don't have a website. Okay, the, the domain is there. You just have to, <laughs> you just have to take it over. Didn't really have uh, too much uh, listener feedback, so we'll just move into uh, how you can provide feedback for our future episodes. If you want to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at taptocraft at gmail.com or tweet us on Twitter at the hashtag at taptocraft. And, of course, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And don't forget, we do have that voicemail number. You can be like Tara and get your voice heard on the show. Just call us at 208-536-3359 or, if it's easier, 208-53-ODDLY and leave us your voicemail. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, then we know you'll find some other great content like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Form Radio Network over at OpenFormRadio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Form Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. Now it's time for the Brew Buzz, and the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics, and this week we discuss the history of beer, part three, from 1850 AD to present day. And again, as we mentioned in the previous shows, um, I got this information from a website, and the article on the website is called Three Millennia of Beer Styles in Four Minutes and 32 Seconds. And it's found on the website of the Knights of the Masking of the Mashing Fork, and the Knights of the Mashing Fork are a central Connecticut homebrewing club whose members are passionate about making and drinking great beer. Named after the first guild for brewers, the original Knights of the Mashing Fork was formed in Brabant, Belgium during the reign of Duke Jean I, or Gambrius, the so-called king of beer and the inventor of the toast as a social custom. And I'll have a link to that website in the show notes if you want to go there and visit. Again, I already mentioned in previous episodes that there's a lot of really good information on this homebrewing website. You should go visit and find out. Use those resources. They're really some interesting stuff. Okay, let's get started in the history of beer part three, starting 
at uh, 1850 AD. Uh, I'm going to start it off and talk about the Martzen beer. And we've talked about Martzen before. We've talked about the style guidelines a, a few times. Uh, Bavaria's lagers are dark until the Frankenscon Frank France Franciscaner Lees Bra. Wow, I should have totally like no, gave you this you one. That one. I should have given you this one. <laughs> Franciscaner Lees Browery introduces its amber red Martzen beer based on the Vienna style at the 1872 Oktoberfest in Munich. That's where that's where Martzen came from. The Martzen beer. Uh, okay. The next one is the American Light Lager. In 1874, that's not that long ago, Mm -mm. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the brewmaster at Pabst, wow, the brewmaster at Pabst begins experimenting with adding small amounts of rice to the mash to lighten the beer. Four years later, the brewmaster substitutes cornmeal for rice in his experiments. In 1881, Dr. J.E. Seibel describes the modern American mashing method using a blend of barley, malt, and corn to produce early American-style lagers. Wow, Chris, did you know that Paps is the one that came up with uh, the American-style lager? I didn't. Yeah. But it's probably why it's the best out of all of them. Or actually, the American <laughs> light lager. Yeah, it's the light light lager. Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure I which clarify that. still makes me laugh that there's a category of that in the BJCP. The American Light Lager, and they always and in the uh, commercial examples they talk about Bud Light and, and, <laughs> yeah. and Budweiser and things like that. And it's like, well, I guess those guys got to get theirs in too. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So moving on to the Japanese Lager in 1876, Saibe Nakagawa returns from studying in Germany and establishes Japan's first brewery on the island of Hokkaido. Mm. He brews a lager, Sapporo Cold Beer. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then moving on, going a little further south is for the Aussie Lager. In 1885, Australia's first brewery for lager, the Gambrinus Brewery, is built in Melbourne by two Germans. Shortly thereafter, the Foster Brothers from New York build the second. Oh, interesting. That is an interesting story. It's a, you never, like you see... You know, beers that just pop up on the shelf or the stupid commercials that yeah. that fosters. I don't know if they still play them or not. It's Foster's Australian it's Foster's, yeah. for beer. They do. Right? They do play them every so often. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, it's funny, you know, Australian beer, but it's cool to see kind of the background for it too. Yeah. All right. And the Brown Ale in 1890, Newcastle's largest brewery introduces a translucent brown ale to rival the pale ales of Burton and the Midlands. Mm. Okay. And Newcastle still makes a pretty good brown ale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. I mean, I'm not a. Uh, Newcastle is not my choice of brown mm -hmm. ales to go to if I have a if I have a choice. But if if it's a Newcastle or something else, I'll drink Newcastle because it is mm -hmm. it is it is it's not bad. It's just there's there's other brown ales I appreciate a little bit more. But still, it's oh sure it's been around for a long time, so it it's got to be good. Okay, let's get into the black beer. In 1892, Sapporo produces Japan's first black beer, which is adult, <laughs> a dark malty lager, perhaps inspired by the classic Swartz beers of Bad Kostritz in Thuringia, Germany. I don't know if I, I think I butchered that, but that's okay. Again, I'm glad you got these. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next time, I, I, yeah, next time I'm definitely going to make sure I, 
I, I put these uh, in a better order. <laughs> in a better order. Okay. Uh, in the next century, every Japanese brewery will brew a black beer, making it easier to find there than in Germany. Okay. Hmm. I didn't realize black beer was a Jap- Japanese you know, thing. That's, okay. That's cool. Uh, next is the Helles Lager. So in 1894 in Munich, Spaten experiments with a Helles, which is uh, a light beer, uh, to compete with the Pilsner beers of Bohemia. While lighter than the typical brown Munich beer, it is still different from the Pilsners, lacking their strong hop character. When the first shipment is made available to the public, competing brewers call upon Spaten to stop at once and sign a pledge never to brew the lighter beer again. <laughs> I love Hellas Lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think I I think I like it because it's kind of like the Pilsner of my, you know, I I, I kind of like it cuz it doesn't have that that Pilsner hop character yeah. that a lot of those, you know, noble hop beers have. Uh, and I appreciate the the malt character without that that bitter finish. Yeah, I would much rather not have noble hops. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not really. A fan I'm of not. A, I'm not a fan of noble hops either. But I have grown to enjoy them more as my palate has grown. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't prefer them because to me, a lot of times it tastes like I'm eating graphite. Right? It's got that. Yeah. That French oak, oaky type uh, mm-hmm. character. I'm just not a big fan of that. Yeah, they're earthy and floral. Yeah. All right. So the cream ale in 1985, Canada's first cream ale is formulated by George Sleeman at the Silver Creek Brewery. South of the border, the style becomes something of an American tradition beginning in the 19th century as a lively real ale served from the wood after minimal aging uh, and, invo- and evolving into a light slightly sweet blend of lager and ale brewed as a specialty by a few regional brewers. Mm. And I'm a big fan of the cream ale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am too. And, um, I didn't realize that, uh, it came from Canada. So <laughs> there we go. The Canadians actually, uh, you know, have some, yeah. some, uh, yeah, how's she going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> now you just alienated all of our Canadian. That's fans. okay. <laughs> Go over to uh, Timmy Hortons and get ourselves some coffee. We'll be fine. <laughs> All right. In the barley wine in 1903 in Burton on Trent, Bass first refers to its strongest pale ale coated P1 as barley wine. The name is generally applied by brewers to their strongest brew, one which approaches the strength of wine and is often similar in character. Wow. That's very interesting that, that uh, I again, this is stuff that uh, I didn't realize was history. I mean, c- think about it. Pale ales in England weren't very strong, so even mm-hmm. a strong pale ale, I would guess, wouldn't be more than six percent. So imagine calling a six percent beer a barley wine. That is pretty amazing. That 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 they would consider that type of uh, a strength of beer as as like close to wine. Um, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Had one last night. It was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I had, uh, you know, I, okay. Just run this topic of barley wine. I, everyone knows that I, I like barley wine. I prefer English barley wines to American barley wines. And I, I had a, Treason. Uh, I, yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I had an anchor brewing foghorn 
English barley wine. And I've had this beer before, but I forgot. It was before I had Untapped, and I forgot that I didn't like this one because it was more American than English. Even though it hmm. says it's an English one, it has more character to me like an American one, and the hop character threw it off for me. It came across way too bitter in the finish. It wasn't smooth, and it just kind of like didn't. I didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, just a little side note there for the body okay. wine. All right, getting into the English sweet stout. In 1907, using lactose milk sugar in the brewing process, England's Mackinson introduces its milk stout, which comes to typify the English sweet style stout. All right, there we go. Now we're going to visit the steam beer part two. Remember last, last episode we talked about the original steam beer. Now we're going to talk about part two. So by 1908, steam beer, also known as the California Common, is brewed up and down the West Coast as far north as Alaska and found or and in 25 breweries in the San Francisco area alone. So steam beer was being brewed by all kinds of breweries, not just Anchor. Anchor's the only one that's still doing it. And then we have the malt liquor. All right, here's where all the, the bums, <laughs> you know, they're all happy. In 1942, with grain being rationed for the war effort, Alvin Gluck, Grandson of the founder of Gluck's Brewery in Minneapolis, Minnesota, must make more with less. He develops and patents the first malt liquor dubbed, quote, sparkling stout by Gluck. The style is light in body, thin and sweetest in taste, and high in alcohol. A half century later, rap performer Ice Cube extols the virtues of the style by claiming it will get your jimmy thicker. <laughs> 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 Triggering a wave of public outrage and private testing. Wow, I'm does that go test that? I, 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 yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think I'll stay away from that one. But uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of malt liquor. Um, I've had a few craft malt liquors. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, is from Full Sail Brewing. They had their Brewers Buck series where. They allowed the brewers to come up with whatever style they want, and then they would brew that beer and put it into a 22-ounce bottle and sell it. And there were some really, really well-done beers. But one of the beers in that brewer's buck was a malt liquor, and I had to get it because I had to have all the brewer's bucks, hmm. and it was the worst one because it was exactly what they said, way too sweet, uh, hard to drink, right? And yeah. drinking 22 ounces of that, I mean – 22 ounces is half of a 40, but still, I can't drink a 40 of it. I don't, I can't even drink a 22 ounce bottle of it. It's, it just comes across too sweet for me, but. Yeah, especially when that, when, <clears throat> when you pick up a beer, especially if you go to a bottle shop or I actually had one in my, in my fridge for quite a while and didn't even realize it. And then I was just like, oh, what kind of beer is this? Mm. It was a barrel aged malt liquor, and I was like, I don't, there's just something about that. And I looked at it and I was like, I don't even want to drink this. But you did. Uh, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Someone gave it to me uh, as a gift, and I kind of realized why they gave it to me. Okay, because they, they couldn't drink it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Of course, it was a 22 or 24 ounce bottle. Yeah, they're horrible. always big, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, we were in Vegas a year ago uh, in June. Uh, for a conference I was in with my company and my buddy Alex, who I was here with me this week, um, 
he was celebrating his five thousandth beer check in, and we oh. and he, we went. He said, "I want to drink the the cheapest, biggest, cheapest beer we can find." <laughs> so he went down to the corner, Seven Eleven or whatever market on right off the strip, went into their thing, and guess what? They have a ton of big, giant, twenty-five ounce cans of of malt liquor in there. Mm-hmm. And I think we paid two dollars and seventy four cents for his twenty five ounce yeah. can of camo something malt liquor, and oh my gosh, it was really bad. But we drank the whole thing between the be. three of us. There's three of us there. We drank the whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, well, now that everybody's Jimmy's a little thicker, uh, let's move <laughs> on to the Whit beer. <laughs> uh, the Whit beer part two. So in nineteen fifty six. And again, that's I love the fact that we're getting closer to present day. Yeah. Uh, in 1956, the last wit beer produced in the Belgian village of Hoogarden closes its doors. Ten years later, wit beer is reintroduced to Hoogarden by Pierre Salis, who gives the beer, who saves the beer style for mankind. Mankind. I need to get more information on on why they stopped producing it and and why it got brought back. That's very that's interesting. I need to get information on that. So maybe we'll do another uh, segment to recap on some of these uh, interesting history lessons we need to expound upon. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the monks started brewing it in 1445. I know that much. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what Google tells me, so we'll uh, continue on from there. Moving on to the American light beer. In 1967, Joe Awadis, a uh, brewing chemist at Rheingold Breweries, brews the world's first light beer. Marketed as Gablinger's Diet Beer, it goes nowhere. In Chicago, <laughs> Meister Brow Light, light <laughs> is another attempt at light beer, and it goes nowhere. In 1972, Miller Brewing acquires the light beer process, and the light name from Chicago's failing Meister Brow rethinks and invests in new marketing and launches Miller Light. It goes everywhere. There you go. Wow, Meisterbrow. Man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's funny. All right, let's get into Steam Beer Part 3. In 1969, Fritz Maytag takes ownership of the last failing Steam Beer Brewery, Anchor Brewing Company in San Francisco, and saves the Steam Beer style. Keeps it going. And in fact, I've talked about a couple of different steam or anchor breweries or beers, and I'm, you know, I drank their Christmas New Year beer tonight on the show. So, way to go, Fritz, for saving steam beer and anchor brewing. All right, now we have the Belgian Golden Ale. In 1970, Belgium's Morgat Brewery, established in 1871, introduces a golden ale called Duvel. That becomes a style of its own. All right. Now the American Stout, getting big and and uh, roasty. In 1978, New Albion, the USA's first microbrewery, brews the first American Stout since Prohibition. In 78. Oh, sweet. Yeah. All right. America's Wheat Beer in 1983. Uh, the first new commercial American-style wheat beer is brewed by Anchor Brewing Company. To celebrate the fifth anniversary of the Revivified Revivified Brewery. The fifth anniversary of the Revivified Brewery. Anchor Wheat Beer contains 60% wheat malt and Howler Tower hops 
is fermented with Anchor's Ale yeast and filtered. <laughs> Moving on to the dry beer. In 1987, Japan's Asahi introduces Super Dry, the first dry beer said by some to be a variation on the theme of light beer or malt liquor, but with more alcohol than light beer, but less alcohol than malt liquor and more flavor than either. <laughs> and Stylin Indeed in 1999, almost every beer style in the world is available in the U.S., either imported brewed here or both it's a wonderful time to be alive there you go yeah that's the beer history in three short episodes, <laughs> three short episodes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so some interesting news i i i found that some very interesting information for sure mm -hmm. um i mean we didn't talk about every single brew style but some of the you know important ones we we did talk about all right. Any any other comments on this, Chris? I'm um, I'm really interested to kind of look at beer history a little further now. Okay. Especially things like um, things like Hellas Lager or even Who Garden or I don't know. Maybe we could uh, do a little spinoff here because I'm currently on Who Garden's uh, website looking at their history. Okay. Let's do that. I have a. Another topic I've already been working on for next episode, but maybe after that we can go and dive in deeper to some of the history things that we found interesting. Because I, mm -hmm. like I said, I, like I already said, I'm interested in finding out more about why, why this happened, why that happened, and how this whole thing gets started. So mm -hmm. we'll break it down in future episodes. Okay. Well, you know what, Chris? We're not done. We're not done yeah. because I have more to talk about. In fact, Good, I have it. a check it out segment. We haven't had a check it out segment for a while. A long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's on beer documentaries. All of a sudden, Amazon.com's video or Amazon video released a bunch of beer documentaries onto their service. And uh, I had found it by, you know, going through my uh, my Amazon. Uh, like we, we, we cut the cord for cable TV. We just mm -hmm. stream. And I, one of the streaming services I use is Amazon Video because I have Amazon Prime, and it gives you suggestions on what you know, basically on on what you look up on Amazon and everything. It gives you yeah. suggestions on what to watch, right? And it popped up that there is a bunch of beer documentaries because they know I watch documentaries and they know I look at beer stuff on Amazon. And uh, the first one, they know I live in Boise, and the first beer video or documentary that popped up on my you should watch this uh, section was about about Boise beer. Really? And it was called Untapped, the story of beer in Boise. And I looked at, the, at it and I said, well, I've got to watch this, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was only a half hour long, so that was kind of worrisome. Like a documentary that's only a half hour <laughs> long? Uh, that, that seems ridiculous. But I watched it. Um, let me just read what, what the little uh, description of this says. It says, the Great American Beer Fest this year featured 101 categories of beer. Some of the top awards went to the small went to small brewers. How do they compete? What other surprises will we find in the towns where they brew for gold? Untapped showcases three small town Boise brewers in their native habitats, hip pubs, warehouses turned to hangouts in a town on the edge of the next big thing. 
And uh, I can agree that we are on the edge of the next big thing because we do have, I mean, we've gone from, when I first moved to Boise in 2002, there was a brewery, there was only one, two, three breweries. Table Rock Brewing, which is out of business now. Uh, Sockeye Brewing, which has expanded and was the biggest brewery in, in Idaho and now is the second biggest because uh, Mother Earth took over that. And the other one is uh, Highland Hollow Brewing. There's three breweries. That's it. We had three breweries. Since then, there's now like 20 five or 26 breweries we've you know we've we've gained quite a bit and uh and that's even with losing some breweries we've had two or three breweries that went out of business since then and i already mentioned table rock went out of business uh and uh slanted rock went out of business and one other one went out of business i can't think oh uh kilted dragon went out of business there might be one other one that went out of business too, but there's been a few that went out of business in that time. So we we've we are kind of on the edge of of uh, of, of becoming one of those beer destination places that has some really good quality beer. So I watched this one, and um, I'll I'll be honest with you, uh, it was of the three, well four that I'm gonna well of the four I'm gonna mention, it was probably the one that's the the least. That uh, I appreciate the least, and I think it's because I'm since I'm here, I know that there's so much better they could have talked about, but uh, they focused most of their attention on Boise Brewing Company. Uh, I think it's because Boise Brewing just won gold medal in the World Beer Cup for their Black or their Black Cliffs American Stout, and they won gold in the American or the Great American Beer Festival. So they won two gold medals this year. And I think they were kind of focusing on, on them because of, of their success that they've seen. And I enjoyed watching and hearing about what they had to say. Uh, but honestly, it wasn't my favorite. It was okay. I recommend going if you want to get a little bit of a, a insight on Boise and the and the brewing thing. You can get you go ahead and watch it. Uh, you know, it was enjoyable. Uh, but the the next one was recommended by. At the same time, I'm watching this one. I we get a. a uh, message on a, the Twitter f- uh, our account from Alan Kaspar. Uh, also on Twitter, he's known as Retro Retro Rinse Owl, and he recommended to our Tap to Craft community to go out and watch Poured in Pennsylvania. And uh, what what this one's about says Poured in Pennsylvania follows the Commonwealth's storied beer past, delves into recent growth, and aims to capture the full tale of the beer industry in the Keystone State. This documentary features interviews with many industry pioneers like Dick Yingling, Carol Stute, and Harris Family Brewing as they set out to be the first black-owned brewery in Pennsylvania. Now, going from the untapped story of the beer in Boise to this one, man, this one was so much better, so much more information, so many different breweries to get inside on. I really appreciated and liked the, this Pennsylvania one. Any questions? Uh, no, I'm actually just kind of flipping through my uh, my Amazon. Your Amazon, <clears throat> okay. Because for I'm I'm adding things to my uh, yeah my add because there's a lot. They added a bunch of series too. And I'll be watching a lot of documentaries and series here in the next few months because I I love learning about beer and, and hearing things. So I'm gonna talk, like I said, I'm talking about four ones I watched since our last recording. Uh, the next one is the one that 
that I recommend to everyone go watch. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I thought the information they provided, the the way they did it, uh, was done really well. Across, and this one pretty much covers breweries across the country, not just focus in certain areas. And I, I just thought it was done well. And, and it's an hour and a half. Oh, that uh, port in Pennsylvania, an hour and a half long, which is the right amount of time for a documentary. Uh, the, the one I'm mentioning now called Brewmaster, also an hour and a half, uh, just the right amount of time to uh, for a documentary. Um, this one just says, Douglas uh, Tirola details the rise of craft beer's popularity and follows two enthusiasts chasing their American brewing dreams. Um yeah, go watch Brewmaster. I think if if you wanna you wanna watch a documentary on craft beer in America, I think that's the one you should watch. It really is uh, well done and very informational. Uh, a lot of different breweries. It does have a segment on Brew Dog, or not Brew Dog. I mean, uh, Dogfish Head. So I, I know uh, Amanda will be real happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that one I recommend. Now another one that I'm watching that's not a documentary. That's a like a film documentary. It's more of a, a, a docu, docu-series. And I don't know what I think of this one. I've watched two episodes. They're each an hour long. So these episodes are an hour apiece. I've watched two of them. I don't know how many there are. There's probably like six, I'm guessing. Uh, this is called The Brotherhood of Brew. And it says, uh, Thrill seeker and beer connoisseur Jeff Coxon travels the globe in search of amazing brews, crazy adventure, and learns how the two combine to create unique cultures. Now, this is a so this is some the guy that's uh, going around and visiting these breweries and these areas. Uh, he's I don't know what he does. He does something out in the wilderness. You know, he's some kind of thrill seeker or something. I don't know him. I only watched it because I had beer in it. He doesn't know anything about beer for the most part. So he's like the guy that's just going and visiting breweries to try to learn about beer and different things. So I can appreciate that. But he is visiting. It combines two things. It combines some kind of outdoor uh, thing that's going on, whether it's fly fishing or off-road trucking, you know, know, doing some off-road camping, trucking thing. That's what the two episodes I watched. He's visiting breweries that are you probably aren't going to hear about unless you're in the local area so he visits the first stop is bend oregon and he visits crux brewing which i'm familiar with because i drink crux a lot here in uh where i'm at and and uh and he and he in the first episode which is a, a nice episode uh talks about a lot of different beers and i enjoyed it the second episode i watched is about montana beer in this in the city of bozeman and talks about two breweries there Focusing mainly on the map brewery that uh, I need to go visit because it sounds like a they make some fantastic beer. And then they also talked about Bunkhouse Brewing. Now, Bunkhouse Brewing, I think my friend Bob uh, that I work with, I think he visited Bunkhouse and said it was pretty good uh, when he was in Bozeman. But uh, but that, they're kind of fun things to watch. But I don't – I can't necessarily recommend that you have to watch these. They're just kind of something fun to watch if you if you dig outdoor – sports and you dig learning about beer from small little breweries that you've probably never heard about uh so i'm seeing i'll watch a few more episodes and if it doesn't catch me within the next episode or two i might stop watching this one and move on to one of the other docuseries they have on amazon so i just want to go ahead and throw those out you know tara you were looking for podcasts because i know you probably want them for your your drives 
But if you need something to watch at home or in the hotel room after you get done with your brew crawls, you can always, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can always go and, and watch these for free uh, on Amazon Prime. All right, any I'm, other I'm, questions? I'm excited about it because now there's something to uh, something extra to watch. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, now, why, now, why did I watch uh, how many hours? Eight hours of documentaries. <laughs> the reason is because I spent a lot of time by myself when Sarah was out shopping and doing things. So when I, you know, when I had my own time, I try to find. I like watching documentaries, and when I saw these, I just went ahead and and started watching them, and that's how I I got through about eight hours of of documentary on beer uh, in in about three days. Uh, like Black Friday when they're out they're out shopping, I I just sat and watched. I think I watched two of these shows uh, on Black Friday alone. Uh, so, yeah, that's how it works. Okay, Chris, I'm excited now. Like I said, that's I I love doing that kind of stuff. Just yeah. finding uh, stuff to watch about beer or whatever topic happens to interest you. So if you go into Amazon, that's what I did. Just went into Amazon and typed in the word beer in the search. Yeah. Uh, did you Amazon see, video. did you see the one that, uh, is, is, is on, uh, Greg cook? The, yeah, uh, I added that the one. American, the American beard Jesus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's on my list. It's not high on my list of where I want to watch it. It's like, I'll watch that one later. I'm not, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of, I've kind of steered away from Stone because I didn't like. I haven't liked what Jim or what uh, Greg Cook has been doing in the last few years. But I want to watch it just to see what it has to say. But I might not finish it because if it gets too crazy, I might just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. But there's some interesting stuff on there, so go check that out. Okay, Chris, uh, we're gonna have to close this show out. We're getting close to the two-hour mark. But before we do that, let's go ahead and raise a glass to some people we'd like to raise a glass to. So, who would you like okay. to raise a glass to tonight? So I would love to raise a glass to our friend uh, Tina, and you can find her on Instagram at Little Red Loves Beers on Instagram. Um, it was her birthday yesterday, so oh, I'd love to raise a glass birthday. to to Tina and say happy birthday. All right, happy birthday, Tina. What she about you, with Denny? She Anybody doesn't want to raise a glass to. She doesn't. Yeah, I'm raising it. Raise, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. Does she listen to the show? Uh, I don't know. She should. I don't think as, don't think as much as she used to. Oh, she used to listen. Well, she used to listen when she was working her old job. Now she works for us. So, oh, what? <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah. So she she runs our our office for us. Oh wow! She so never mentioned that before. So she's family now. Yep. <laughs> like she was already family before. Yeah, yeah. They're <clears throat> they're they're all pretty much family as it is. I mean, they were here for Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. Now it's yeah. just. All Just right. Well, see, so so now she regular re- basis. so now she works for you. She can't listen to podcasts. <laughs> no one said that. <laughs> she chooses not to. She should be blasting it through the speakers in the in the <laughs> yeah. office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I would. Lo- I mean, whatever you want to listen to, go for it. <laughs> as long as clients don't hear profanity, we're good. Well, we're a clean podcast for the every, most part. Yeah. Every so often, you drop a. You know, some something's light that's that's said on TV all the time. So if it can be said on TV, it's got to be clean, right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I uh, I have a couple sh- toasts I want to give. You know what? The first toast I'm going to give out to is to our buddy John Ream and his lovely wife Kristen 
and Trek Brewing. They just celebrated their official one-year opening. On Black Friday was their one-year anniversary. And now they opened months before, but their official opening was on Black Friday. And you know what? Guess what beer John brewed for his one first anniversary celebration beer? Loose cannon. No. You would think he would, but he didn't. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. He did did brew a barley wine, though. And his barley wine is fantastic. So I don't, I, I don't, uh, get too upset that he didn't brew the loose cannon, but he should have, right? That should have been his anniversary mm-hmm. beer. So I was, uh, chatting with, uh, uh, with Mark, uh, Church. When I saw that Mark Church had his first anniversary beer and it was a barley wine, I was like, Hey, he should have been the loose cannon. And, uh, so Mark's going to, you know, put the pressure on John to brew the loose cannon. Good. Please do, Mark. Yeah. Because we need loose cannon out there. Uh, but yeah, I thought it would have been fitting for him to celebrate his first year with with a Belgian dark strong ale, but mm-hmm. he didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't see that. But, well, what does he know? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I I I'm not crushed. Uh, maybe one day. One day. One day he will. He will brew the loose cannon again. But uh, also, I, I have to raise my glass to my buddy Alex Fuchs, uh, great home brewer, winning awards all over Israel. In fact, uh, you know he's in Portland right now. He's working in Portland. He's flying back Wednesday, uh, and then he's got Friday. You know he'll he'll get back in town Thursday night, and then he Friday morning he's doing a beer festival somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, and and serving up his beer that he's got. He's got six kegs of homebrew at his oh, wow. place that he's. He's going to be uh, bringing to the beer fest and, and serving up his beer. So cheers to you, Alex. Thank you for coming and visiting me. Thank you for going out and drinking with me. And thank you for the beers that you brought for me to drink and enjoy. You are a great man. And uh, hopefully you're listening to this and hearing the shout out. All right. And also, you know, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all of those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military service. They are protecting our freedoms. I just want to raise my glass and say thank you for your service and please return home safely soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and raise a glass to our sponsors? Absolutely. So we want to raise a glass to B Cups, a supplier of outdoor craft beer cups for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Or you can check out the other things that they have going on at fermentedreality.com. And check out the first, the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether hanging out on the beach, by the pool, hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some boating, B-Cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. You can also go visit our friends at Tavor at Tavor.com. If you use the promo code TAPTHECRAFT, which is all one word, and it will give any new user a $10 credit after they spend $25. All right. You can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at openformio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw And Chris... How could our listeners follow you? So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped on Instagram at MCK 1345. And of course, you can always find me hanging out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. 
It's Last Call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading listening, and we ask you to please tell a friend. Please, please, please tell a friend. <laughs> and subscribe yourself on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, or Spotify, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. <laughs>